welcome to the Loki field, where we're all about violating the minds and inner realms of our guests to talk about love, life, and geekery. Okay, so welcome to another episode of the Loki field. And tonight we have a really special guest. We have John, and he'll be talking about likability and other juicy things. Hi, John. Hi, hi. Um, yeah, I love the intro, by the way. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the shortest intro that, I, that I've ever gotten for the past couple of weeks. So no pressure at all. I love it. So, John, yeah. can you tell the listeners like a little bit about yourself? People find it weird that I always tell people that, that, I, that I write emails for a living. But that's exactly what I do. I, I love reading manga. Oh, I just, you know, just read another sports kind of manga. Another thing, I, I love playing video games, but more on the RPG side of things. I, I know it's kind of weird, like, like like a guy like me not playing Dota at all. But I played the, the earlier versions where you just play by yourself. That didn't sound right. Playing with yourself. <laughs> now the listeners know. <laughs> <laughs> John's secret past. What was the what was the game back then uh, before it was Warcraft? Uh, that was Warcraft, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was playing Warcraft before uh, and Starcraft. I was playing that, but now I, I'm I'm literally clueless. Like when people talk about that, I have I have nothing to share at all. That's why uh, remember when you, when you guys kept posting things about gaming and, and all that inside the um, uh, like inside Ken's group. Yeah, yeah. I could not relate. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, could not share any details at all. Like, oh my god, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's all right because you found a different MMORPG. Like, you found a way to gamify writing emails, and that's your <laughs> the new gameplay. I'm not sure if people know this. I was a clown. I was. I, I ride the, the unicycle and do. Wait, no, you wait. You literally were a clown, or you were like. Yeah. Class. I, I was. Oh, okay. I was. Like, I, that was one of my one, one, one of my side gigs. An actual clown. Now I'm I know why you're yeah. likable. The secret. <laughs> oh my god. I, wait. I, now that I now that I remember it, like yeah, I was. I wait, wait, wait. Uh, this yeah. clown thing did it help in any way to make you comedic, to make you likable, to make you build rapport quickly with people, or is this like a deep dark path? Apparently, one thing I didn't know about clowns is that clowns get girls, which is weird. Uh, um, Are you like the Joker, like the sexy clown, or no, 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 like I'm not like sure. An anime clowns in, 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 in parties, like in, in how? Parties. How do you like, get girls kinds of clowns? A regular clown, which is weird. Yeah, I know it's weird, right? Uh, like maybe as the Joker or like some like cool clown. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm getting the girls, but you know the, the people that I'm with, they, yeah, they, they they kind of get the girls. I'm not trying to claim something. Or, mm, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying they they yeah. there. So it's there. just amusing. <laughs> it's a it is amusing. It's kind of like that thing about uh, because I, I was a bad member before, and they said mm-hmm. that if you're a bad, you're in a band, like you know what they always say about. Is it true though, like the band thing, or is it just a stereotype? I think it's more of a stereotype. Um, just for because I cannot comprehend um, which of the you know 
which of the band members would you pick, or depending on the instrument that they that they that they use. Say for example, they all look alike. They just play different instruments. Which one would you pick? It would really depend because on, I, on what? I, it depends. Like for me, like I really like the passion that people play with. So if they're doing the guitar, so I hang around example, a lot with they, indeed. They, <laughs> they, they do. They do. You know, they have different. They have the same passion and all that. Probably because I'm very, I'm very course. into looks. So <laughs> whoever is the sexiest, I'd be like, okay, I like that. But mostly guitarists supposedly get the most girls. Really? See, that's what I thought. So I, I, I studied the guitar. Being a band member was also one of my side gigs before we play in Hermita. And for, for some reason, again, for some, again, I was proven wrong. For some reason, it's always a drummer. What? I'm surprised. Like <laughs> drummer? I have no idea. Like I know clowns. First was clowns, and then there's drummers. Okay. Weird, right? I have no idea what what maybe it's just me. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's the personality of the drummers for you to be able to pick up the drum instrument and own that. Like they're more outgoing. Like the pianist is usually like more introverted. People 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 kind of assume that it's always the you know the, the one doing the vocals or the guitars that's getting it, uh, the women. But it's uh, surprisingly, surprisingly, it was the drummer. But it's crazy because I have a lot of musician friends and they're single and you know every girl is like I want a guy who can sing or who can make like harana and like play the guitar for me and then they do exactly that and then the girl's like any other guy except you. <laughs> I know, I know. Isn't it, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it weird how most girls would say they want this and they respond totally, <laughs> totally get, but totally get a different, you know. Something that's not within the choices that they that they that they laid out. <laughs> it's why I studied pickup. Like I studied seduction at a really young age, like 17, 18, because I was just confused. No, like so, so it was more of like <laughs> self-inquiry. I was like, how are men straight? Like we don't even understand ourselves. Like we don't understand other women. How are there actually men who are studying this and how are they still straight? <laughs> I went into that and... I, I have no idea. So, so what did you find out? That women are very mercurial. Instead of trying to convince them with logic, just play with emotion because once you make a woman feel good, it's easy to convince her. Like anything you want her to do, start with making her feel good and her response to you would be colored through that lens. Make a girl laugh and you can make her do anything. Well, I was a clown before, so I was that definitely... probably helped you. <laughs> probably helped. So, with regards to since you're not into gaming that much, mm. were you ever into like comic books or like superheroes? So we mentioned I, Thor. <laughs> I, I I was for 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 you know for for a while, but I'm not, but didn't really went full geek into it. And not not because I don't want to. Later. Not because I don't want to. Oh my <laughs> god! Not, 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 not because I, in fact, I was I was just I was just browsing. I think yesterday I was just browsing this uh, Marvel thing. Mm. Uh, they have they're now offering uh, all the all the previous comics, mm. like a scanlated version of all the previous comics, and, and like a like a Netflix for comics for Marvel. 
Oh, nice. Uh, it's a subscription. So I was just buying that. But I, I, the, re the reason, probably, the reason why I didn't get into comics before was it was, it was expensive. I mean, when I was, I think it was 500 back then, a copy. Yeah, I'm not up. yeah, our parents are like, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, not, it's not just that. I mean, when I was in college, like, I was the one, I, mean, I was working, you know, two jobs. I mean, comics probably would be the last thing on, 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 on my buy list, yeah. <laughs> so... But yeah, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm kind of familiar with, 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 uh, with some of them. Especially my, my son is a bit geeky on, on, on the comic. Like he, he knows um, villains and superheroes that I, that I've never heard before. Nice. And, uh, so the reason I talk about geekery and like comic books and video games is that played a huge impact in my life. Like I super love origin stories. I love like in video games like those cutscenes, those uh, gameplay where you play the game in order to find out the story, like Assassin's Creed, ah, Final okay. Fantasy. And Got similar it. with comic books, like Stan Lee, like shaped the way I view the world, the way, you know, like reading a story or just watching a movie, it transports you, it suspends your disbelief. And yeah. it made me curious about people. So that's essentially what we're doing in these like episodes. It's actually delving into our guests' minds. <laughs> and that's the reason okay. I asked, I asked like, what influenced you and what excited you as a kid? What excited me as a kid? Wow. No, no one has asked me that, like, really. Uh, now that I think about it, back, back then, like, life was really simple. So I have, I, I grew up in a, in a, in a, in a province school let let me put it this way school was so near you know and, and <laughs> within you know so Bahai, that that i hear the bells when i'm taking a shower wow is that a good thing that's or a bad, bad thing that's well that's a bad thing because that means i'm late oh okay. <laughs> the bells are ringing and i'm still in the shower but yeah my, my parents I, I could say that my that my parents uh, I think they, they did a good job of letting me live my life that I that when I went to college I, I didn't feel that I was a stranger to the real world mm. well is there any like part of your hero's journey to becoming John the John that you are now that was significant like Peter Parker got bit by a radioactive spider and then he became spider-man. How about you? Is there any moment in your um, life that shifted things? When people ask me, like, how how did I got you know started on 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 this path? It was it's more of it was more of a series of accidents rather than premeditated actions. And, and like I'm, I always think of myself more of as a reluctant hero than than you know than anything. I mean, it's like everything that happens. It's more of me trying to deny it before before I do it. Like, let, let me give you let me give you a, a, a really good you know a really good example of this. Like yeah. um, now 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 I have this this community called the tribe. Like we have mm -hmm. seven hundred like seven hundred paid members in there um, where I teach them about freelancing and stuff. But before I got into creating that group, people have been bugging me for. Not really bugging me, but kind of requesting, you know, create a training, do a course, a program. You know, you may be the same. I just love doing my own thing. 
<laughs> you know, I could care less about other people so long as I'm doing uh, this thing that I'm doing. That's what I that I was what I was thinking before. I don't need to be some guru or 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 this or that to be able to help you. So your path chose you essentially, like the relative hero. Oh, here's what happened. Um, they were that was that that was been for like a year or, or two, and fighting. then the temptation fighting. In fact, I was you know there were a lot of messages coming into my inbox that I had to hire. A VA. What would your VA do? Like, would she tell you about these messages, or like, I'm hiring? Nope, you I just. Oh, <laughs> nope, I just told. I just uh, the, the old instructions was, were, like, okay, so if someone messages, let's get give them this free thing. Oh, okay. Free webinar that I did a while while back. So you know they'd be gone out you know out of my hair and. So that's okay. the that's the only thing that I that I that I was doing. I wasn't you know building a list. I wasn't. Doing, doing shit. I was living my life. I just want to be, you know, I just want to be left alone, if you know what I mean. And then February 14 happened. I had a heart attack. My left arm went numb. Like it's, a, it's a, all the things that, that would that would make a heart attack. But yeah, I said February 14. Um, what's funny was I was having this, and I still drove myself to the hospital. Uh, wow. Yeah, I drove myself to the hospital with my wife. Um, like your your arm, arm was already still experiencing symptoms, and you still pushed through. Yeah, it was already numb. Like I could no longer move it. And then you. Good thing I was driving an automatic. You know, and then I went to the hospital, and then I told them my symptoms, and then they, when I told them the symptoms, they scrambled. Like you know, whoa! Like you, dude, you're fucking having a heart attack, and then they had me lie down and and stuff. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't funny back then. It wasn't funny. I was, you know, get to laugh it out now. Mm -hmm. But yeah, my my wife was crying beside me, um, and I heard her and the, and the doctor talking that they're doing some tests, and if, you know my heart skipped a beat. Uh, they would put me in the ICU, blah blah blah. Well, it turns out my when they you know when they, they when they did the echocardiogram, I think when they did that, my heart was skipping some some beats. So it was only like a matter of you know I don't know something happening that I'm going to be put into ICU and. Basically, I'm you know I'm just a couple of a couple of uh, bad a couple of bad things happening to, yeah. to dying <laughs> something like that yeah uh, and then it was during that time where I where I don't, I don't know like when when you're in, like experiencing like a near death experience like it puts you it puts things in perspective like when I was in there the, the question was is like, is this it? Like, I, I have, you know, I have everything ready. I have the, the money, the resources, and all that. I have the, my family taking care of um, the house, right? And uh, it was during that time where I, where, where I, I know I have it all, but it felt really fucking empty. It was after that that I started the, the tribe. But what's weird was, the moment I started it, I went back to the doctor. They did this whole thing on me and I had the healthiest heart. Wow. It's That's it's fucking weird. Like I cannot I really cannot explain it. It's like I needed like a jolt or, or something. I don't That's know what, what, why how it happened. But it's it is weird. Whatever like how many hours you were in the hospital must have felt longer than it did. So the time dilation and you just making the decision that you want to live life fully and 
when you left the hospital like you straight away started the tribe like did you do any steps or like i'll figure this out as i go along no i was still in denial back then when i went home i was thinking of how to help without putting myself out there you know like how you know like i i'm still trying to ways you know i'm still trying to look for ways that i can cop out and 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 you know just do what i do uh because like i said i'm not i'm not really I'm an introvert. It's tiresome yeah, when I when I when I speak to people. When I go on live or when I when I shoot videos, it's it it drains me that I had to go outside have a smoke before I could come back and, and do something. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Similar here. Like I'm a marketer, but I don't. I'm not on social social media. I I'm an introvert. Like I like people, but I have to have. My moments, like I have to be charged, I have to be switched on, and then I need to switch. I don't on. think you like people, like like people. Probably. No, no I mean, if, are you're, you're, if you're anything, if you're anything like me, I I I like observing people, mm. like how they act, uh, how they say things. I'm not sure about you, but you're probably the type who would notice when someone's already pissed. And other people can still, still cannot. They're so clueless about about this one person. Mm. Like when people tease this as you know a specific guy or, or a girl, and then that 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 you know that person will get pissed. You know she's already pissed, but others are still clueless about it. Yeah, yeah, and it's also because I'm into social dynamics and into psychology and all of that. But like you said, I. Yeah, it, it's it's not that you like people. <laughs> you just learn to get curious about them. Like that's what happened with me. So I'm, right. I in the past like I really disliked people. Like I really hated people. And I was like, how do you become like a marketer and someone who's so sociable? Like even when I'm out like at parties, everyone thinks like I'm an extrovert, but in reality I'm not. But you put on this mask and you yeah. get to be a different person. And yeah. like in the later years. I learned to just get curious about people. So even if you don't like them and they're weird, or you just don't like human beings in general, <laughs> curious about them, and you find such crazy things in getting yeah. a real, having a one-to-one conversation with another person and getting deep. So I really hate small small talk. Like at workshops, everyone's like doing the same thing. You 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 hate you hate small talk. Small talk. But yeah. the question is, are you good at small talk? I just shifted. <laughs> I shifted entirely. I'm like, okay, tell me, what's your favorite superhero? And from there, I'm able to cold read. Like, I do a lot of things weirdly. So a lot of people will well, probably hate me. Well, we'll see. We're, we're kind of the same, and 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 in a way that we, I can't do small talk for the life of me. I can't do small talk. I, I, I think I you like can. Ideas. Your eyes I will like glaze over. Ideas. No, no, I I like discussing ideas. Instead of like talking about the weather, you know, no, no, seriously, I like the, people like when I get into talking with, with someone with with, a, with an idea or, or something, I, I just get into it. So they automatically assume that I could talk to anyone. Mm. That's not it. It's like I I can't not really can't stand, but I can't do it. Like it's like I tried it. I, I've studied. You know how to do small talk. I've, I've read articles about it. Same here. 
I'm no, I'm serious about it. It's like I can't, I can't for the life of me. Like, and the reason we're able to talk right now is because we're discussing an idea. Mm. At the very least, we're discussing likability and the psychology, what what goes to what about you know what goes on behind the heads of other people. But if we're just gonna you know do small talk, like hey, what's up? Like I heard, <laughs> I I can't do it. I can talk about anything and get away with it. <laughs> Including small talk, but, but it just drives me out of my but, mind. But that's still an idea. Neurolinguistic programming and psychology to make <laughs> things weird. But it's yeah, more yeah. for self-amusement. So I'm really into Deadpool. And in order for me to enjoy small talk or to enjoy conversations I normally wouldn't enjoy, I had to amuse myself. And I had to, if they were going to talk about the weather, okay, how do you make the weather interesting to me? So... A lot of what I do is I reach into other people's worlds, and it's very hard to do. <laughs> you hate their world because they're talking about something so trivial. And if you want interesting conversations, make it interesting. The, the only, the only, re probably one of the reasons why I hate small talk is because people like talking about themselves. Hmm. Like I said, I want to talk about ideas. I could care less if you talk about me or, or someone else. So I'm also discussing an idea. But if, mm. we just, you know, if, if we just end up talking about you and you and you, like, yeah, I'm a copywriter. I, I listen to problems and stuff. But I could not think of life of me just stand there and, and take it. It's like, I'm going to I'm gonna have to get out of there. <laughs> and hearing everyone say the same thing. Like, it's almost so predictable. Like, if everyone's a copywriter in the room, they're all going to say the same thing. <laughs> and... It uses me. Like I'm usually, I'm usually probably the only one who isn't in a suit. Like I'm usually in a sweater and in like shorts and sneakers. Wait, why? Why would why would anyone be, be in a suit? Because like it's corporate workshops or like digital marketing stuff or persuasion. Really? Everyone like they, they they go in a suit. Everyone's so serious. Yeah, like they're all corporate, and I'm the only one there. Like in sweater. <laughs> in shorts and in sneakers and I look so out of place but it yeah it's it's who I am oh you're not alone I mean I I'm not sure if you've seen me talk on stage but I but I talk on stage in shorts wow nice yeah yeah the first time the first time I talked on stage the, the organizer uh, kept putting me on the audience uh, on the audience oh. <laughs> so they did. Like, I was asking, like, you know, where's the, you know, where's the? I think I was, I think I was like trying to find um, who the organizer was, and they, they they had me registered on the audience, so they were putting me on the audience seats. So. Luckily, someone saw me, like, you know, oh, dude, that's like done. Oh, I'm sorry, but yeah, it it was kind of awkward in a way that that you know the first time I, I tried dressing up like that. They were putting in audience uh, seats, but I think the following couple of years, they 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 now kind of know that when they invite me, I'm gonna be talking in, in shorts. Nice. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. And like, did you ever think to change or like to be more like everyone else, or were you like, I'm just gonna do me? Um, I'm not. I'm not really good at being someone else. Uh. Mm. I could do different versions of myself, 
if you know what I mean. Like I can put it in a mask, but I'm still myself. Mm. But I can't, you know, like I can't. Like if you ask me to act, you know, if you ask me to act uh, prim and proper, we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> it's, it's not. I, I, you know, even if you pay me, I, I think to act prim and proper, I don't think I could pull it off. What is prim and okay. proper? I'm not sure. Like. When you say prim and proper, I'm thinking about those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same stuff. here, same here, same here. You like a cup of tea, like something like that. Um, <laughs> Can I swear a lot? Like I use like profanity a lot in my. It's very colorful, like my language, and a lot of people just take it so wrong. They're like, "Why are you so not proper?" Really? Like, are you? You know, like. It, it's just hard to wrap around and there are times I, I do play play along like I will be in a suit I, I can be prim and proper so I asked you if oh you sometimes you're just in the mood in the mood yeah, yeah in the mood just, to yeah in the mood to, to play along sometimes you you know just want to see yourself in the suit if you're, mm. you're, you're gonna look good um, and think to yourself like yeah I got it and there are less questions uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't think you know. I don't think I don't think any of us could actually pull it off like being feminine and, and, and proper. I I'm not sure if you know this, but in, in trainings like mm-hmm. webinars, I, I drink and smoke. What alcohol? Beer. Hmm, interesting. Um, sometimes it's like Jack Coke, but if I have no Jack Coke, I just, you know, whatever um, alcohol is in the fridge. But yeah, the, mm. the, the point being is, when I first did that, people were shocked. They were like, you know, they were used to Filipino gurus wearing uh, long sleeves while doing a webinar at home. And yeah, here I am I... eating. <laughs> here I am eating chips, smoking and drinking while while you know, while teaching them stuff. So when I first got out, when you know when when I first like, you know, tried doing this stuff, I had like a lot of haters. Oh wow! They actually called yeah, you out. Yeah, especially. On that. Yeah, called me out on that. My tattoos. Yeah, the tattoos. Uh, I can imagine, but like, even the drinking and smoking. As long as you're yeah. learning, so like, what's the big deal? Apparently, apparently, some people are still old-fashioned. Like, there was this one comment. I, I love it because they said, she said, the, the information was valuable. If only, you know, and then all the negative things about me. Wow. Yeah. So, like, what happened? Like, did they want refunds? Did they unfollow you? Like, how bad were these haters? Or just, they just mildly dislike you? No, I want them to hate me with a vengeance. Mm. But really, I, no, I, I really want people, because there's one thing I learned when I was, um, when I started marketing is that I, I cannot, like, you cannot be in the middle. Mm. Right, you either you know go extreme left or you go extreme right, but you can't be in the, in the middle. That's the worst place you could be in. Right, I'd rather be hated than ignored. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'd rather 
someone be a strong shot of alcohol than a watered down shitty alcohol like the water diluted version that they serve you know when it's ladies night and they give free drinks like here it's alcohol but you can't taste alcohol and I, I i can sense i can sense you have something against ladies night no i'm i have something <laughs> against diluted drinks like all right drinks right. should be their full expressive selves and I drink a lot, like I drink hardcore. And the reason I asked you about what alcohol you drink or what alcohol you prefer is I used to cold read people at clubs and at bars. <laughs> Study what drinks you would drink and what that correlated to. So, okay. well, what for would example. You say, what would you say about, because I, I, I'm a guy who just loves drinking at home. I don't like going out on bars. I, I, I love those drinking sessions at home on the street and we're just doing straight out, you know, from the bottle, no no mix or or, or anything. Straight out uh Tagayan mode. Like brother lights, whatever we can find. <laughs> or gin. But is there like a favorite alcohol? Like is there a favorite drink that comes to mind, like if you could choose? Um if I could if I could choose yeah, like a Jack, favorite drink. Okay, so oh, anyone okay. who drinks usually whiskey or Jack or Johnny Walker or just any whiskey, usually they're pirates. They're quirky. They're like smart ass, smart ass or smooth to, smooth talking people. Like I call them pirates because the archetype is almost Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, and nice. it also depends on how you drink your whiskey. Like if you want it straight up or do you mix it with coke? Like if it's with coke, it's a little more refined. If it's like straight up pure whiskey, like that's your preference. It's just more oh, I, I, I do straight up. I do straight up when I'm with people. Uh, because I mean, we have to pass the, you know, the basso. But, but when I'm alone, I try to add more, you know, I try to add coke into it enjoy mm. yeah it's mostly artistic deep philosophers who have like these really maverick thoughts and wow it's how can i say no to that reading uh, it's it's i've i've been wrong like the way i was able to do these uh, reads was more on every time i would get it wrong i would give <laughs> i would buy the drink for the person <laughs> and just i enjoyed paying attention like People who order, example, like if I ask you, like, what's your favorite drink? And they're like, a girl. And they're like, I like wine. That's my favorite drink. <laughs> so it's it's a different flavor. It's like the first drink that comes to mind reveals either the first time you ever drank alcohol, like what your preferences were. Like if it was beer and you liked hanging out with the boys, you like chilling, like that laid back vibe, it would be like just a cold beer. And it depends on, like, if it was branded beer, if it was like Heineken, is it a specific beer? Is it any beer? And the way also you describe the beer helps to give insight. Ah, I, I yeah. do beers on webinars because that's, you know, I don't want to get drunk. I want to drink. I don't want to get not drunk. drunk. I'm not drunk. Yeah. Hmm. Normal. Hmm. And I don't, like, I don't give a fuck if you. You know, like if you tell me something, like I always tell people this, like when whenever they ask me, like you, you have, you know, a lot of haters, you know, how do you deal with it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like someone even wrote a blog about, 
that's how people hate me. They spent time creating a blog about me. Just imagine the hatred one must possess and time to do that. And and when people ask me that, I I, I honestly don't know what to say at first because it's hard to answer when you don't even care in the first place. And when I tell people that I, you know that I that Genuinely I don't, don't care, care, they yeah they they tell me like you know it's impossible not to care. Well, I, I notice it sure, but. At the same time, I'm not sure if people can actually do this, or they're only, you know, they're only like selected few of, you know, of of us that, that could do it. But for example, I see a hateful comment, I could still pause it in my mind if I'm going to react or not. It's not, it's not like automatic. I'm going to get angry. Mm, stoic. But I is mean that, the. Is that what you call it? <laughs> yes, stoicism. Sure. Uh, Tim Ferriss first talked about it, like. He talked about the whole Marcus Aurelius was a fan of it, and you see the emotion, you see the big thing, but it doesn't affect you, and you're just able to take that observer point of view. So that's yeah, that's exactly super it. lucky like you could, that you're wired that way. Oh, so people aren't usually wired people, that way. People try to get that level of emotional control, and it's hard. It's it's really hard. Am I being weird? I'm not sure. That's actually <laughs> a superpower, like. Especially in business or in areas where everyone else is losing it, and you're able to just be that calm, chill. So just not caring if you what you say or what you do, like doesn't matter. But yeah, going going back the topic of likability and you being likable. Like apparently you're super likable, but also you're super hated, which is a conundrum. What's your take on that? Like. Did you learn how to be likable? Is it a superpower? Is it innate? Is it like in polarity when you're liked and hated, it comes hand in hand, comes easily? I think it's a combination of um, being able to observe people and studying about it a bit about likability. It's more like I'm not sure if you've if read any of uh, Blair Warren's work. No, I haven't. Yeah, Blair Warren. Uh, he has this thing called um, the, the, you know, like the the one sentence persuasion. Okay. Yeah, like it's a it's a it's a thing that I that I follow ever since, and it and it's and it's worked like it, it works a lot. It works it works really well. In fact, whenever I write emails, I just take a look at the one sentence. If I'm violating any of the rules of those, you know, of that sentence. That I'm not going to send the email out. Okay, what's this one sentence so, persuasion? So the one sentence is, people will do anything for those to encourage their dreams, justify their failures, to remove their fears, confirm their suspicions, and help them throw rocks at their enemies. Mm, wow, that is so much in one sentence. Right. So basically, that's all you have to remember. To persuade people, like if you're gonna say something, am I encouraging their dreams? Yes. Am I justifying their failures? Yeah. Yes. If if you're answering yes to all of the the, the questions, then you have a good chance of persuading people. Hmm. So that's actually similar to Andrew Carnegie. He wrote a book on how to win friends and influence people, but that yeah. is the short condensed version. So. Version, yeah. 
Um, oh, he also wrote something about. I'm not sure if you've if you've heard of it. Uh, he wrote something about, you know, building a cult and stuff. Mm, yes, yes. So, I kind of studied that for for a bit, like how to build cults, how to make, you know, how to make, uh, not really to build a cult, really, but just to know. Uh, he wrote the book in order for people not to fall victim to to be yeah, yeah to, the, to the thing. Which ended up being bought by people who want to build. Wanted to reverse engineer it, nice. <laughs> which is kind of weird, ironic. Yeah. Yeah, guilty My... confession here. You were saying, mm-hmm. no, guilty confession here is I really like Hitler. <laughs> it sounds horrible to say, but I like Hitler a lot. And... I actually study Hitler. Like I was looking for manuscripts of his speeches. Yeah, it's it's. Brilliant! It's like amazing in so many ways, and he was loved by the people, by his people. Exactly. I, I, I didn't. I don't condone what he did, but I want to learn. I mean, I could separate the, you know, I could segregate the, the, the actions he did from the from the words, from the from the from the man, right? I mean, I could, I could distinguish. Like I always say this, like to people, like I mean, the people that I that I that I speak with, is that. You, you should not be choosy of you know the people who you're gonna want to learn from because if it works, it works. You can totally separate the, the you know uh, remove the action from the you know from the lesson. Mm. And actually, the action for me is what made me pay attention to him. It's because like in such a big country, was there no one who stood up to him? And I wanted to study why that was. Like how intensive was his brainwashing for him to be charismatic and deemed a hero while he was doing these crazy things how do you do that how do you reverse engineer that and what if you were more likable than him like it's just playing with that and playing with topics that people wouldn't normally touch like not being afraid of it well let's 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 touch on it i mean it's uh this is you know we were talking about weirdness and all that we we're talking about likability and if, if there's one, one, of the most, one of the most likable people during his era for his people, right? But again, half the world hates him, but but in the side of the globe, people love him. Mm. They follow him, and 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 I always and I always tell people this, like whenever I get into arguments about about Hitler and and and, and stuff, like I, I try to play the devil's advocate, and and they they would always say that, you know, the reason why Hitler ruled was he was ruling by fear. Mm. And I was telling them, you can't rule by fear. There's no such thing. You can't just rule by fear. If you rule by fear, you know, a couple of years from now, that's going to collapse. Yeah. All it takes is someone to stand up to that. And that, oof, that, that, that imaginary thing that you're trying to build, that, 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 you know, that fear that you're trying to, you know, to spread that's going to collapse. You cannot simply rule by by fear. There has to be something underneath all that. It cannot just be fear. Yeah, definitely. And people forget that he wasn't like he wasn't part of the upper echelon. Like he actually had to work up through the ranks, and he wasn't liked in the beginning. Like he had to learn. 
he had he probably had to learn like social dynamics he had to learn psychology he had to learn how to be liked and how to get his message across and make believable right. to everyone else and to convince an entire nation to <laughs> go to war the way he did that's for me that was impressive and that's still impressive it is and it when is. people ask impressive. me like who's your role model i'm like hitler they think i'm joking <laughs> but i'm serious <laughs> hitler vader like i mean i i'm i'm cool with other people who impacted and influenced society like gandhi and all of them but i'm not interested in studying them <laughs> i'm interested in studying like the people who did crazy things and how were they able to get away with it like i like weirdly psychopaths <laughs> getting right, like, in the realm of that and understanding that maybe maybe i'm just saying this out loud maybe because we're psychopaths ourselves like i mean possibly right i mean i'm not not because you're you know i people tend to you know tend to well, i don't know like when you say psychopath it's it's like a really bad thing but it's mm-hmm. just that some people are just born with it like your emotions are not really you know you're more logical your emotions are way on the side it's not you know you don't you, you don't want to kill people you don't want to hurt people it's just that you tend to see things in a, in a more logical sense without the emotion yes possibly so when it comes to hitler like anything that you've learned from him or anything insightful or cool that he taught you No, about 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 Hitler. That's that's my problem. Like I couldn't find any transcript of his speeches. If I if you know if anyone's listening to this, if you could if they could send me that, I would love it. I I I might even probably pay for it. Like I, I yeah, I, I have some stuff on Hitler. I'll send them to you. Like I didn't know nice. this, but Hitler Hitler was really into art. Like I think if he became an artist, like he properly had his dream and he had talent there. He wouldn't be a dictator. He would have been an artist, and wow. that's probably one of the passions he pulls from in order to do what he was able to do. Like that. Don't 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 tell me he's also a musician. I I'm not sure. I don't know the musician part, but the artist okay. part was crazy. I was like, what? The most violent, <laughs> crazy guy in on like this era. Right. Like splashing paint over the canvas. Right. Can you imagine? Right. But for oh, now, and the splashing paint over the, the canvas, and it just gives you insight into people. Like, doesn't you, you don't know the complexity of, you know, just because they were dubbed a monster or they were dubbed like violent, who are yeah. who are they in their everyday life, or who were they, and how did they get to where they are? Like, something must have happened for him to. Want or to he must have, or he he must have learned something we didn't know. Mm. Or just develop the god complex. I am better than all of you. Yeah, probably, probably. No, I I, I was uh, I think it was last year I was studying about this guy, who summoned all his followers to kill themselves. Hmm. Which who is Which, it? I forgot the name. Who was? It was also written by by Blair uh, Warren, but yeah, I mean, if just think about it, right? Who in their right mind, even if I'm an avid fan or a follower, I would not, you know, give my life and 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 drink poison, whatever it is, just to get on your good side. 
right? I mean, it's like, are you are you fucking serious right now? I'm not gonna do that. Any sane person, you know, would would you know would would say no. And then that's exactly what what people thought. Like when when I think there was like 200 plus who did it, or a whole community who did it. Uh, people I'm sorry, kind I'm of impressed. Brushed. Yeah, it and it's a, a horrible community. thing, but it's I'm impressed. Yeah, uh, it was a whole community, and then people kind of brush it off as the whole community being crazy. But then again, like it's like like what you've been saying earlier, if you just stop there and call people crazy for doing it, you you stop all inquisition. Like mm. you you stop learning, you stop knowledge, you 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 basically just brushed off like one of the most you know one of the accomplishments of one probably one of the most persuasive men on the planet hmm. right it's crazy Again, that you I'm not that. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying he, I condone the actions it's bad I feel bad for the victims and all that but it's just that there's so much we could we could learn from 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 people like that and from instances like that I mean imagine being able to use those powers of persuasion to persuade men to do good things. Mm, exactly. And that's what the good guys usually are afraid of doing. Like they mm. wouldn't play dark or devil's advocate and explore the darker realms or the darker paths. And um, if you're a fan of Star Wars, like I I'm a really big fan of The Great Jedi where you're not afraid to dabble in the dark to right. do good. So, I'm half Middle Eastern and Similar to that guy, like the cult thing, and I live 30 minutes away from Saudi Arabia, where people, you know, like the suicide suicide bombers, like they kill themselves, and just it fascinated me. Like, wow, these people are like deeply into religion, and just this man, like he was so charismatic. So one of the biggest ways he convinced people to kill themselves was the promise of, I think it was 70 virgins in heaven. Like if you committed like if if you uh, committed suicide or you killed yourself for this cause you would go to heaven and you would have like 70 virgins which is which was, weird right? i was trying to wrap my head around this i'm like couldn't you just do this in like the regular world <laughs> like less crazy or less vital way to go about that a more end. 100% <laughs> surefire way right Because, I mean, dying and not knowing what's going to happen next isn't really, you know, like a, like a good option to have. But yeah, I mean, people would say that, you know, again, it's so out of this world that people would say that's the reason and people would say that, you know, they, they wanted virgins. I mean, but, but I mean, like I said, it, it's not, if we stop there, it, it, it removes all, you know, all... Uh, no, and here's the crazy thing. Like he knew human motivation so well. Like these leaders know right. human motivation so well. Like guys like that who who get that desperate, they're afraid of rejection. Like they don't want to be rejected. Like surefire way, you're not gonna get rejected. You're gonna be able to experience absolute pure bliss. And they were able to brainwash it in a way that you know it's like you're getting a good deal. So you're making a deal with the devil, and the devil just made it sound so sexy. Right. And how are you able, as a person, as a regular person, able to reverse engineer the way the devil talks? Like, if you watch the show Lucifer and the way he does things, mm-hmm. and do that for regular, regular things, like, <laughs> why not? Why not? 
this is it's, a, it's such a deep rabbit hole. Um, I'm not sure you know Street Fighter, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. I think there was this uh, there's this like I don't know if I if I read it in a, in a comic book or, or watching it in a in a, in a TV, you know in a, in a in a series, but um like there was this this Ryu. Ken and then Akuma, they, they all have like the mm-hmm. same moves and, and all that's uh, like Ryu was like, like the goody two shoes, like he's you know straight going, and yeah. then Ken is like this you know same guy, but he he falls you know into the dark side, like he gambles, he he, he illuminizes, he, he he does all some you know extra curricular stuff. Yeah, that's what he's supposed to do. Yeah, and and then this this Akuma, like the, this ultimate bad guy, um, they were trying to beat him, and I think it was one of his um, one of their masters. Like it was hmm. like they 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 told, I mean, like Ryu was like all all up and about, like he was like ready to kick Akuma's ass, and um, like the masters said something like, you know. You, you can't beat him, and, and you know, and, and Ken apparently is the only one who could who could beat you know this ultimate badass because mm. he's the only one who was able to walk between the dark and the light. Hmm. I I didn't know this storyline. Something so, just yeah. so, something like something like that. So it's it's kind of cool when when you think of it that way. We should kind of agree. You cannot, you know, you cannot fight evil just by being pure good. You limit yourself if you do. You yeah, can, I mean, how but would you know? How yeah, would you, when when know? evil is fight. playing unfair and you're playing fair, that's so sucky for you. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. But then again, you have to be good so you know how you know how to play within the rules. Mm-hmm. Right? It's kinda of like you have first have to be good at being good so you know how to play by the rules. That by the time you decide to mix a little bit of bad, you can bend it. And still play within the rules. Yeah, I think it was Picasso who said, "Learn the rules so you can break them after." And only I by knowing the rules, that's that's when you can actually play with it. So, really cool. And this is a really deep topic, but thank you yeah. for <laughs> getting deep and not being afraid of getting dark and exploring yeah, so much. Like I didn't see the time or like what. You know oh where we are. Yeah, so, <laughs> so just to wrap, <laughs> yeah, to wrap this half. up. Yeah, to wrap this up. And this would probably have to be a future episode. To wrap this up, <laughs> I usually ask uh, three questions to every guest who comes okay. on. So, sure. question one is: In a perfect reality, what would your perfect day look like? The exact day I've just had right now. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Every day. Yeah. I, I I know I'm being weird, but ever since that 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 fateful February 14th day, it's kind of like every you know every, it's like kind of like every day that I that I, I I get asked this like not really a lot, but if I if I'm you know if, like people ask me like different versions like if you're gonna die in six months, you know you know, you know you're gonna die in three months six months. How would you live your life? And mm-hmm. my answer always end up, you know, the same, like the same exact way I'm living it right now. And I want 
and I want people to have that same that same level of happiness, that same level of contentment. That if they, even if they die right now, they could literally say, you know what, I left it all on the field. I have no fucking regrets. Yeah, really cool share. And there's this book by Brendan Butchard who talks about. He wrote the book The Golden Ticket, and he talked about being in a car accident and like having that moment change his life and him also experiencing the same things you did and just wanting to live life fully and to express himself fully and he wrote this fictional book that made people question themselves like without having that life or death experience <laughs> what if you right. did have it and how do you go about is it, living life is it from there possible is it possible to you know replicate the experience without having it well some people require stronger degrees of pain like this sounds weird but i'm i'm a, like i believe strongly in like the higher powers like in the universe and god and just you either listen to the quiet whispers or sometimes you have to be hit by a brick and there are people who want to need to be hit by bricks in order to listen and sometimes maybe a quiet whisper might be enough so maybe so i guess i'm one of those you know people who got hit by bricks by a brick probably yeah it doesn't have to be as intense <laughs> and right. hopefully people do get it before it's too late because once it's too late like if you hadn't walked out of that hospital like that would have sucked and the world would have, have missed yeah they, they would have missed this really colorful tattoo whiskey clown. drinking <laughs> clown entrepreneur who's also a musician yeah apparently so, yeah jack of all trades but really cool so question number two is what's a deep dark desire that keeps you up at night deep dark desire i i'm not even sure if it's you know if it's i'm not like i'm not i'm pretty sure it's not dark but what, what what keeps me up at night is how can I, you know, how can I? I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if it's that, you know, it, it sounds, it sounds a bit cheesy, but mm -hmm. every every like every every time I'm gonna lay in bed, I'm always gonna, I'm always thinking about how can I, you know, how can I reach fucking people? Like how can I reach more people? Because one of my one of my visions. For for the next five to ten years, was that is that um, I want freelancing, the word freelancing, to be in the same said in the same breath as a lawyer, as a mm, doctor. That's really sexy. It's uh, I don't know, like like I want, you know, like when someone asks a child in school, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a fucking freelancer. That's what I want to be. You know, like, yeah, and the perks, the perks. Yeah, when it's, it's said, it's said with with, with pride and, and joy. I, I really want that. I'm not kidding. Like I'm 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 hell bent on, on making that happen. So much so that I, that it keeps me up at night. How can I, how can I make it fucking happen? Yeah, and if there are any people or listeners who are listening to this right now who want to contribute in, to that vision in any way, shape, or form collaboration is huge and right. and, and i and that's 
there's the tribe, right? And and the the funny thing, not really funny, but the, the good thing about it is that it seems like I'm rubbing off on people. <laughs> it seems like that vision is rubbing off on 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 other people that they've also taken it as their mission. Hmm. Yeah, and it, it's such a strong, like it's such a strong word to use, like freelancer, in the same sentence as a doctor or a lawyer, and it's so fucking true. Like only those who are in this world actually understands. Like, oh, this is so fun. Like the perks of being a freelancer or oh, yeah. like, a marketer, like in the <laughs> in the digital world, we understand right, right. it. Like we get to work in our PJs. <laughs> We're an introvert, and we don't have to go into the office and do all of those crazy yeah. things. We get to use automation. <laughs> yeah, you get to, to to work in shorts. You get to see the internet. Like there's so much to the internet that's really cool. Like you get to be you get to get paid to side. stalk people. To stalk <laughs> like you're okay it's okay if you're a psycho and you stalk people for a living. That's what marketers do. Like the amount of data analytics you get to play with. It's just it's <laughs> Thing. Okay, I, I agree. Although I'm, I'm not exactly sure if I'm gonna agree on stalking people, but I'm gonna agree. Yeah, before <laughs> before I was a marketer, I was just a regular stalker, and I realized like, wow, I get paid to stalk people. Nice, I like this, and I get to put it into CRMs, <laughs> like into Salesforce, like all of the juicy things that you get, and Facebook data analytics. Oh my god. But just being able to say that with pride among people who never heard of freelancers, like, what are you? I'm a freelancer. And then they give you this blank expression, like, what's that? What's that? Yeah. Uh, I work me when, when, when on a laptop in my PJs. And they're like, ah, okay. On your computer. And I, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Like, the, the compensation, it's, 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 it's up there. Mm. Like, uh, like some when you go when you you know when when I went to this other side of the internet, like it makes me you know like you you it kind of makes you wonder why why people when want to torture themselves become a doctor when you can literally earn double or triple that being a freelancer. Yeah, absolutely. And most of the people who stumble upon freelancer is they stumble upon it like some kind of last resort. Like I had to quit my nine to five because it was so sucky or just some kind of something <laughs> horrible happened to them that they ended up finding this world really? and it should be just more of a proactive thing where it's a world that just oh after college or after high school right. that's what i want to be i want to be a facebook ads specialist or anything exactly and it's exactly. getting easier I and easier so. That's the world. That's the world that I that I want. I mean, I don't want a world where, you know, there people are like me, where I discovered freelancing because I want to buy a shoe. That's it. That's all I want wanted. I want to buy a shoe. I didn't have any money, so I, you know, type in how to make money online. Mm. So ideally, how do you think this would happen to make your vision a reality? Connecting more? Is it more workshops? What would well, it take to get from A to B for you? My my main stick is uh, like you know doing trainings for free. That's that's a given. But in the paid you know in the paid program that I had, where I take them from point A to point B, like earning six figures and stuff, it's more mm-hmm. like I want I want them to you know I, I I want people to be so like my mission is to make 
people so awesome at what they do mm. that people that people won't have a choice but to fucking notice. Nice. See, when you say it that way, that's a different flavor entirely. Like, bring in such crazy good results that people are asking, like, what the hell do you do? Exactly. What are you doing? That's what I want. Us. Nice. That is a that's crazy flavor. And 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 what's even what's even crazier is that I'm not sure. I'm not you know. I'm not sure if you, if you know about this, but um, like when when you know when people go into programs like you know like they don't really track the success rate. Mm. Um, like if when when get, check this out. Like when when you go to college, you have a thirty three point something I think or yeah or forty chance of getting a job. Mm. Can you imagine that? Like a lot of people are betting into getting into universities for a, for a less than fifty percent chance of success. And, and then, they spend a lot of money. <laughs> and they spend a lot of money on it, right? And then I'm I'm really anal about this with our team. Like we're gonna count the success rates that we've that we've done. So far, we've had the highest was around fifty-seven percent. Nice. So I'm I'm really anal about this because I like I said I want to make them so awesome. Because that's the only way I know how I could make it happen. I want to make a lot of people so awesome at what they do that their neighbors, people around them, their relatives, their friends have no freaking choice but, but to, to ask? And ask, what do you do? I've sold my soul to the devil and <laughs> this is what happened. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. And that's a crazy approach to do it. Like I've never thought of that. I thought of like educating more, you know, collaborating more, reaching out to more people or like having a wider reach, but it's actually getting and creating high-level performers at such a high degree that their results speaks for themselves. That is the value proposition, like seven yeah, figures. I think, eight figures. And, I, and I didn't stumble upon it by accident because I was, I, I you know, the reason why people are asking me now about freelancing because I, I got too successful to, to the point where people were talking about my results. Mm. So I want to create more people like me. Nice. And they will also create their sub-communities. Exactly. That's why I'm happy because I, now I'm seeing, I'm seeing people like, you know, inside, inside a program core and now creating their own courses that you now, have, you know, teach other people. And it makes me freaking happy because it literally multiplies what I do. Like it, you know, like I, I'm before when we started, you know that that ten-year vision thing—it looks bleak. I have no idea what I'm gonna make it happen. But now, I'm kind of seeing glimpses of it. Like, all right, there's a fighting chance I could make it happen. Yeah, that's a beautiful share. And most mentors, they usually don't reveal everything behind the velvet curtain because they're afraid of creating competition. They're afraid of, you know, like their students yeah. outshining them in some way, shape, or form. So they always leave out like relevant key details or they teach you success but not right. the entire thing and the way well, you go about things and the philosophy you. you're doing is just entirely different and yeah, you don't I mean, even have to do this <laughs> like you don't <laughs> even have, have to asking me about create it. this community yeah but yeah people have been asking me about it that that whole thing that you said like am i not afraid of you know, are you 
Well, I just I coded them some stats. Um, like I coded them some stats, like because I you know, uh, codes no longer work. Like you know, you you race a rising tide, race all boats, and, and you know, uh, a light doesn't lose its flame by sharing it and all that. Mm. Like it doesn't no longer works. So I picked out like really logical numbers, and I said, okay, so this is the amount of businesses in the U.S. And it increases by this amount every single year, and that's just in the U.S. Right now, there are only one million investors in the Philippines. Mm. When they see it like that, and then the other question I asked, do you think I'd really be afraid of so-called competition? Like, do you think really with that number, with every business being able to hire five or more freelancers, we're not even enough to fill all that need? And that's just in the U.S. Hmm. I'm curious. Could, is this? Yeah, you're saying. Uh, no, I was. I was just saying. I. I even took an an extreme example. Like, and even if, say for example, say for example, we became too successful at doing this, and everyone in the Philippines and their mother and their fathers and their daughters became a freelancer, we're still not enough to fill that need. So really, tell me right now, are you gonna be afraid? Am I? Am I supposed to be afraid of competition? Hmm. I'm just gonna ask, like, does it tie in any way? Like, maybe video games has that shaped you in any way, shape, or form with regards to not being afraid of competition? Because gamers just we're used to competing. Like, you either get better mm-hmm. and just you you thrive off of that, or you learn the power of collaboration. So, if you played like any online games, if you play solo. Yeah, you get maybe you level up faster, you do things faster. But when you work in collaboration with other people, there's just so much more you're able to do. So you can either choose to see the students that you're creating as competition or mm-hmm. as people who are on the same mission as you. Like, I don't know. Like, I just have that philosophy of you're instead right. of competing, you're, you're, collaborate. You're hundred percent right. You're hundred percent right. Um, I think. RPG games have something to do with it. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just really curious because it, it's what helped me. Like a lot of people are like, "Why are you working with your competition? Or why are you recruiting your competition?" I'm like, "It's they're good. Like the way you don't take it wrongly if your competition in a game is like better than you. It's like, oh, they're really high level. Yeah, we should work but, together. But, like, but I think, <laughs> but but I think it also helps if you have a specific vision. Like for example. Mm-hmm. Um, people ask me like there were times where the content it's a paid content right so there are people where there are times where the content inside the tribe people are notifying me that you know this guy shared it this guy shared it this oh wow this guy shared it. so what and do you they do were, they were waiting for me to like I don't know I guess get angry or um, do something about it pull like, out the they, they said like <laughs> Yeah, like you know what you know what what would you do if if you know if if people got access to this like, but that's the thing. My goal, like I said, my goal is ten years from now, people are gonna talk about freelancing, mm. and that and that my content being shared, if they could fucking use that, it's still gonna achieve you know help me achieve my vision. So in reality, why am I gonna get angry at someone who's actually helping me? You know, spread the message. 
few people have that philosophy or mindset and just that just shows your confidence in your own ability like it's not a scarcity world it's abundance and we need more of that yeah. we need more of you no, i mean i i guess i i'm just someone who believes that to be honest the, the program is paid it's for a reason it's for the accountability mm-hmm. that's that's Some it like I, i i could care less if you steal all the content like really content is already out there The only mm. reason I'm making it paid is number one to get your stake action. Number two, to hire coaches to get you accountable. And number three, so that you feel you know special uh, about yourself because you're you pay for this, right? That, you, that hey, you have that that extra layer of responsibility to doing shit because you pay for this. So that's the only thing. Like the content, I could care less really if that if that content gets shared. I mean, it's. It, you know, I would appreciate it if you don't share it, sure. But if you, you know, accidentally it it became an open book to you know to to people who are not paying for it, I mean, my only concern is that people who are inside might feel there's you know it's unfair that I paid for this and they're getting it for free. That's my only concern. But mm-hmm. other than that, I mean, like I said, I, it helps to have a vision so that every decision you make is okay. This, this, this help me or not help me achieve my vision it's easy to make a decision yeah definitely and there's also some cost bias so when people pay for something they either pay with it like they pay in money they pay in attention like they pay in willpower you're going to pay for it in some way shape or form and right. when you pay for it with like money you're forced to pay attention like your reticular activating yeah. system like i'm super geeky about neuroscience it starts paying attention for you and it picks up things for you right. and you just get super in the zone and just learn more there are there are actually people i've given like two thousand dollar courses to like frank kern dan kennedy like really high level courses and they got it for free so they didn't do anything with it like they weren't paying attention but had they paid like a fraction of that they would have used it and if they used it it would have changed their lives and yeah i agree 100% with charging people for their own benefits and it just really helps it really helps so it, it might works. seem like they're stealing from you but they're only stealing from themselves because exactly they're cheating themselves yeah so. they still have to get the willpower to go through it and to right. you know not have the doubt because when you're doing something for free it's like does this even work And then they do that with all the other content. Like they dabble with every single thing, like shiny object syndrome. Yeah. And, and they collect. Yeah, they collect these like mementos and these materials, <laughs> and they never ever use it. And that's what I'm worried about, actually. Uh, people, you know, getting all these things, mm-hmm. and then what I'm trying to say is like our steps are so simple that when people read it or when people know. Uh, already like the steps required to do it the their brain goes there has to be something that's being kept mm, yes yeah this is too simple it can't be this simple and without accountability without the coaching without all that stuff no one's gonna be able to tell them nope just suck it up do it try it yeah and i think that's a big part of what you pay for like accountability it's it has it's priceless so If you can afford coaching, if you can afford accountability, if you want to shortcut your success, every high-level performer 
is always investing themselves in some way, shape, or form. And the earlier yeah, you do it, the better. Yeah. To be honest, I don't trust coaches who don't have coaches. Mm. Because how about I mean, you? I have coaches. Like I, I, I always try to, you know, to to have someone to keep me in line, keep me humble, keep me on a on a leash. Because I cannot, like, like I, I always tell people this: no matter how good you are, no how how much of a psychopath you are, no matter how much of a stoic you are, yes, you know, it's not. You cannot self-diagnose. Mm. Like it's, you can, but it's always going to be incomplete. Mm. There's always that part that's going to be left out, and I don't want to be incomplete. I want to be. No, I want to be the complete package. So I need someone to look at me and then see where I'm lacking and then tell me straight in the face, hey, sup, you fucker? I mean, you're missing in this shit. So it helps to have that. But I mean, I think it was just recently, uh, a couple of months ago, I invested about $15,000 uh, coaching. Mm, nice. Uh, it was more about... about um, about mindset but here's the thing I've already taken that that program before mm. I've already taken that program before and then this was the second time I was taking it and people kind of you know people think I'm crazy for, for doing it but it's mm -hmm. for me it's probably the best investment I could make instead of me buying another course instead of me buying another you know buying another shit it's for, for me like having that having my my mindset like it, it makes a it's it's a huge deal actually like being able to like being able to just flick up a switch i could keep myself motivated without motivation it's it's yeah. different it's it, it takes a certain kind of person to be able to think this way like yeah no sane person in their head would think about a vision that big that I just told you about. It, it takes... Or they could dream scary. about it but never take action towards actually doing it. Yeah, because it would feel insurmountable. It would feel, you know, you feel like an ant in a, in a huge garden. <laughs> I don't know. It, it just... I don't know how to explain it, to be honest. Like, whenever I talk about mindset, I always end up saying, I, I don't know, to be honest, I have no idea. I'm not claiming to be an expert about it, but I just feel and I know that every you know every milestone that I have achieved in, in my life and everything that I'm enjoying right now is all because I changed my mindset and not much on you know what I've learned. Strategy or tactics. Yeah, absolutely yeah. agree. So similarly here, like I spent um, two thousand dollars on like this thirty minute Skype call which is like two two fifteen minute calls for mindset mindset coaching and people are like you could have bought in like courses and you could have attended workshops and done really cool things with that and i just like working with mentors who i call it my blind spots like who are able to just show me your show me where i'm lacking and to call me out on it it's not something that i didn't like they're not teaching you something revolutionary like for the people who are looking for that golden grail like oh my god and he's like yeah and these high level courses or these high level like coaching it's going to be something so amazing it's actually really really simple and sometimes stupidly 
like it's so yeah it's so easy like why didn't i think of that and i can't believe yeah. you paid for that but i would pay for that in a heartbeat because i wasn't able to see that and just that aha moment is worth whatever price you pay for it so it could yeah. be it could be something you pick up from a book but it comes differently when it's with the mentor it's one on one working working with them and similarly mindset is what changes paradigms it's what allows you to do more it might even be just you voicing out your fears and insecurities and someone actually listening like holding space for you and then that just shifts your results so right. it's what's what's funny is that people would often say like that's so obvious like i'm like that's you know you don't call it a blind spot because <laughs> right? i mean what what the hell man like it's it's <laughs> not like all the blind spot when you can Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> anyone who doesn't invest in their coaching like they're not I mean it's not completely horrible it's just you're missing out on shortcuts on speeding up the process because it'll take you an eternity and there are people who can just make it happen so much faster. Of course they have to be careful though because not a lot of coaches can uh I've had my fair share of, you know, of, of coaches who did not deliver uh, the supposed, you know, the supposed result that I thought we were that we're looking for. I think I had like two to three of those. But like I said, it's it's so worth the investment that just one right coach could actually mitigate mm. all those bad experiences. Nice. Yeah, it's nice that you share that because. Even the bad coaches that you've invested in is actually also an investment. <laughs> it's like exactly. the amount of money we spend on school is crazy and we don't blink at that. But when we invest in like a program or a workshop or a course and you know like even if they did cheat us in some way shape or form or they didn't deliver right. that's still nothing compared to the insight that might have come from that like okay You know, there are some coaches who don't deliver. <laughs> and maybe I can even turn that into something I can use in my own programs. Like I don't ever want to be that person. So it's a learning, right. it's a learning thing if you want it to be. So really cool. And let's let's go to the last question. <laughs> last question is what's a guilty pleasure? Um, guilty pleasure watching anime. Wait. <laughs> anime is a huge thing. One anime like if you could pick a favorite or a top uh, three. Guilty pleasure is I love watching anime that have not been talked about. Like okay, I go so out of my way on mainstream. Find, uh I I go out of my way to find titles that I haven't heard of. So okay. so much so that I you know so much so that if you ask me like what am I watching right now I cannot even name it because sometimes I forget the title because it's so not mainstream that I eh okay. even forget it yeah I I just so including find... anime hmm? including anime like you mentioned music and other things so including anime non mainstream yeah non non mainstream anime I do love mainstream anime like Naruto and then and uh, One Piece although I haven't like really watched them watch them but I I like for example I I'd like to you know to dabble between the the mainstream and the not 
like for example an anime um, manga i think uh, uh zero right Re- zero. Dot, dot zero yeah yes zero, i love right. that show right it's not it's not as popular as other animes like because of the first episode <laughs> yeah because of the first episode it doesn't appeal to everyone yeah but it's 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 in you know it's like talking to you right now it's our jam yeah it's, yeah it's definitely. morbid it's it's darker it's darker I mean, yeah it just explores different dimensions right so i, I love those kinds of animes like just blindsides you with you know like something you don't expect i end up watching the whole Uh, the whole season. I was just really surprised in episode. episode one. I was like, what the <laughs> hell? That's the first time I was like, I was I was that surprised with an anime. It's like, I was just so confused at the cliffhanger at that very end. It's it's really unusual. It makes you want to stay. But yeah, I, I, I like that, those kinds of animes. Like, now it's kind of mainstream because people have been talking about it now. Yeah, yeah. But when I watched it, it was like, you know, I, I love this because no one's watching it. And second, I love it because the first episode just you know just grabbed me by the balls. That's that's it. That's that's what the term that I'm looking for. It yeah, grabs me by the balls. And, I'm and waiting for the it. new for the new season to come out. And oh yeah, back yeah. then it was just very few people were watching it. it we're just like, why are you watching ReZero? It just it it just doesn't appeal to everyone at the time. Like I think it was like three really? four years ago for me. I was in the Middle yeah, East, like and everyone's yeah into Naruto or One Piece or I like, it boring. Food Wars, and I it boring this one was just very very different. Like it's 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 deeper. So a few people right, this, like this, this Akame Gakia also was also a weird one. And then it explores uh, morality. So I guess that's the catch for me. Hmm. Like I there's curious. a thin line about morality and, and, and between right or wrong. We're in wrong, you know. We're in what separates right or wrong is just the context. Like, if you're watching it from the view of the those who are wrong, they'd probably be right. You know, like I I, I love those kinds of you know movies or or anime. So have or, you watched or, Death Note or yeah, a different kind? Death Note. Yeah, Death. Yeah, I watched Death Note. Death Note and I was and I was rooting for like. I was rooting for Light too, <laughs> which is weird, right? I mean, it's I and I could understand him in a way, like it. Yeah, makes sense, and for you to put yourself human, in that right? character. Yeah, but if you put yourself in, in his shoes, he's probably thinking he's doing things right. And he's brilliant, so I. And, hats and off the to guy him. has a, you know, the guy has a fucking uh, vision. Like you can't, you can't go wrong with you know, with, and a guy with a vision, so. Yeah, definitely. Okay, thank you, John, for this conversation. <laughs> It was crazy and got colorful. Oh, be weird. We talked about dark stuff. Right. So, yeah, it was longer because usually it cuts off at 40 minutes, but surprisingly, just oh, wow. kept going. I'm not on pro. Apparently, the universes wanted this episode to happen. And thanks for talking about likability, for sharing your story, for hopping on and being real. My pleasure. So, until the next time.